another episode of Don't Lions with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where we discuss everything the challenge. We are back halfway through the season of All Stars 3 on Paramount Plus, and we are getting into some nitty gritty rumors that have been swirling around, pun intended, for the past season, maybe. And someone that came back has brought something to the surface. However, Some of the cast are downplaying it and they're flat out denying it. And we're going to discuss our thoughts on the rumor that was what it was. But we're going to start from the beginning, from last week and the finale of Darrell and also Kendall's elimination. Yes. So after they came back in the house and everyone's just like, okay, this is a grown person's game and everybody just has to be able to get it together. Yes, it was like, there are still some grown ass adults that are playing grown ass game and it's just different for a lot of the OGs this go around because it's a lot more younger people. They are trying to adjust, but like also trying to go at the younger people in the game. But it hasn't been working. A lot of them haven't been unified together. It's been a lot of mixing in of like OGs and young people. Like in the treehouse, we had Veronica and Ronnie working with the young people in the house. And it's not as much cohesion within the OGs. And yes, it was like there are some villains that gotta get taken out of this game, i.e. Wes. And Beth said that she had to make some power moves because she came back to shake things up. And speaking of Ronnie, I feel like Ronnie has been on board with like what the treehouse has had in motion thus far in the game. And she's been able to adapt, really like be part of that group. She acknowledged how the game over time and in this All-Stars version is different, but she's really like into it. Yeah, I think that's something that we've been discussing these past couple of weeks is the factor of a lot of the gap between some of the older cast and the younger cast it's a big discrepancy in terms of timeline of being on the challenge itself and so it's technically not OG central if that makes sense like it's very much a lot of younger cast mixed with older cast that just doesn't have any overlap that don't need to be intertwined to be honest because They don't have any history with each other. Not saying that all the cast need to have history, but it's good that a lot of the cast that were in older seasons, in the past two seasons, they knew each other from other shows. They competed against one another or competed one time and whatever the case may be, but they've had interactions with each other. Whereas someone as old as Beth, who's like over 50, and then someone like Kayla, who's not even 30, like they have no overlap. So I think that, Going forward, like I've said prior, I just would like to see a lot of if there's more OGs out there that want to do the show, that they get those people casted before they start moving the all-star timeline further into the late 2000. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, it's not it just shouldn't have overlap. Yeah, because um, like with 
Kendall and Darrell's exits last week, that's like a couple OGs down in a sense. So like it's very minimal who is left of those old school like rural rural players. And it's looking like they really are outnumbered at this point. But it's then again, like some of them are aligned with some of the young people. Because like Ronnie doesn't didn't know Kayla and Sylvia from the can of paint. But because she knows Veronica, that was her end of that group. So I, I applaud her for kind of using that to her advantage because like she is the quiet one of that of that room anyways too. So I'm excited to see like how far that group takes her in the game because we hadn't seen her in like over about, about 20 years or so. But her coming back and possibly like navigating the game in a way that suits her best with this group is going to be something like I'm excited to see how that plays out. Speaking of OGs, Kellyanne and Bev had a conversation at breakfast and they're talking about the old school players trying to have people's each other's back, but it hasn't been as cohesive as like I mentioned earlier. Kellyanne mentioned that she needs numbers because she's essentially by herself now because Kendall is gone. She has to trust Naya and Bev and somewhat Jonna. And this is where Bev was like, um, I gotta hold on to their life. And she wasn't keen on Jonna. When Kellyanne mentioned her as someone that she can somewhat trust in this game. Well, we also know why. So we're going to get to that because Beth clearly had some previous dealings with Johnny in her first season. So she can kind of have an opinion on her. But there were things that were happening behind the scenes that were known amongst cast and also people who followed tea pages and things like that. So it's no secret why Beth has a misconception or has formed an opinion on Johnny. Yes. Then Wes tells Mark, Brad, and Derek that he wants to now be the Darrell of their group with Darrell being gone. And Wes is really trying to slide his way into as many deals as possible so that he can advance. And he said he wants to target MJ, Yes, and Jordan. And this is where like Brad was like, Wes is a good friend of mine at his house. Brad was in Wes's wedding, but Brad was like, in this game, he's such a headache because of everything that he does and the deals that he tries to spawn as well. I mean, we've all known the Brad, Nehemiah, Wes alliance that coming into this house. And I think that Brad has smartly realized that this is not a game where he needs to ride West's coattail until the wheels fall off. Like he has to some way or somehow push himself to create his own game plan and I think that Brad quote-unquote finding his voice this is where he did it this episode because it was just like all right for the past couple of episodes especially last week or whenever they did that mud challenge I was just like y'all are just very much not playing individual game but a team game and so I'm glad that Brad is like hey guys I don't think that we all should be riding one tail to get to the final and Wes is always going to plot Wes is always going to do whatever he can to get himself further so I'm not surprised that he came to them with this little ploy to get in because he already knows that he's a number one target behind Jordan amongst the guys yeah I like that this episode Brad really did a kind of like a 180 it was like wait I've been trying to stick on loyalty throughout this game and that kind of almost bit him in the ass this episode and like him constantly pitting in MJ for the sabotage just not trying to ruffle anyone else's feathers because he is cool with other people in the house too but Brad really deciding like during the challenge what we'll get to in a bit uh, like wait I don't know if I'm like down with this plan for 
getting us all winner like we are pre-planning a winner so that we all are cool whatever like it didn't make that much sense but we'll get into that so if in the daily challenge pj said that things are shaking up in the game now where only two people will be the authority and have the power on who goes directly into elimination and this is where like people cannot skate anymore within those six people authorities so everyone is vulnerable at this point and then the person who is picked by the authority they then get to pick their opponent in the arena and so yeah yeah I mean I don't that's a twist that I guess was needed at this point because the authority had at least six people in it and it was the top three people and I do like the fact that now they get to only have the winners and the authority making those decisions I kind of do like that twist and it's like if you didn't win you still lose because you can go into the elimination I do like that rather than just putting in the losers but everyone has to be on their toes now and I do like that because a lot of people especially in the treehouse alliance were getting by because one person knew each other or one person won and the other person was safe and then so it was just a lot of collusion going on which I think they kind of would subside now because people have to be ready to go in at any time and then whenever the person that is picked, no one else is safe. So the alliance, like Kayla alluded to later on, that their numbers might drawn down and might not even matter at a certain point because if you're a person who is picked, they pick whoever. And if you are part of that treehouse, you're getting picked at some point. So not, like you said, like not everyone's going to escape through this game. And since we're halfway through, it's going to be slim pickings. People can't just play nice anymore. It's going to be more cutthroat and brutal with how people decide who to go in. And more more strategy is going to go into this as well. Because now people are like, okay, I want to run and find out with so-and-so. I don't know. I want to keep them in the game. And I'm going to take out somebody that I know is going to be a big threat to me. So this is where things are going to get officially, officially real with this authority. And so this daily challenge is called Side Tracks. And in male and women heat, they will start with five pegs on their boards. And you have to find a respective color-coded ring of a specific player. And they will have to throw the rings on those pegboards to get a player out. And once all five rings are on the board, that respective player is out. And the last all-star standing will become the authority for this week. And a sabotage to speak will be one ring is pre-placed on players start and Kayla ends up picking Beth and Brad once again picks a sabotage on MJ. So we start off with the guy's heat and a guy starts to strategize to get Jordan and MJ out first and then they'll plan to get each other out so they can let Mark have the win. I don't understand the reasoning why they would do that in a sense because like what I know I get Mark is like a neutral party but it this idea doesn't really make sense to me. I think that, again, them trying to come together and make a plan to get one person out or try to at least save a vote. At this point, the numbers are going to keep dwindling and y'all going to have to get each other out one by one. So y'all might as well just rip the Band-Aid off now and do whatever it is that you need to do to win your game. And I think Brad was the only one who was like, you know what? y'all are trying to keep on this weird ass alliance to move forward and I'm just going to do my own thing like I'm just going to freestyle here because this is not going to help me in the long run because now everyone is just running 
behind one person to win. It's like, it's an individual game, guys. At the end of the day, y'all going to have to figure out who is going to win. Like, I just feel like the lack, it's, it's like lacking competitiveness for me because why are y'all just depending on one person to win? Like, y'all just putting it on, we're going to be like, oh, we're going to try to fix the game essentially and say, hey, we're just going to go for this person. It's like, no, maybe I should just try to at least win and get each other out. Like, just play your, your games. I don't understand the back and forth. And I think Brad finally came to his senses and even MJ knew what was going on. He was like, all of these guys are trying to get me out and that's just it. <laughs> so it's like, at this point, there's nothing that respective people like MJ or Beth could really do because when the whole house is against you, it's like, you're done. Yeah, and like Jordan also peeps that they were also going to be going for him as well. And he was like, well, I, I'm fast. Y'all can try any of your best, but it might not work. And MJ took it personal that like the guys were really going at him. And him and Jordan decided like, yo, we're just going to try and get these rings on Brad's board after knowing about the plan. And they just want to be able to get something so that they can be able to send one of the other guys home because at this point it's a weird dynamic in the house and it's very it's not even like how the first two all-stars have been obviously with how this game has been played but like it's more oh you're my friend we're gonna try our best to like get each other to the end it's being played weird in a way too so it's just like mm, I don't like this but other people are liking how people are playing this year but I'm just like to an extent, it's not giving us what we want All-Stars to be. I agree. It's not the same All-Stars as the first two seasons. And Gus was in that little huddle for the plan, but he was he ended up going broke and was like, I'm just going to go after Wes because we have this thing going on and I don't want to see him in the final. I just want to be able to play my own game and just do that. And once Yes puts a ring on Wes's board, Wes is like, oh, such a player, player. I'm like, dog, like, it's just a game. Everybody's going to get a ring on their board eventually, so don't worry about it. And Brad got the last ring on MJ's little starboard, and MJ was the first one eliminated. And then Mark said his job was going after Jordan, and this is when Brad started realizing that Wes's plan was to shit, to be honest. And he was like, I'm wasting a lot of time looking for specific rings that are not marks. And it's just like, looking in that bin, it was a lot of those colors. And, and if you're going back and forth and like you're tired and you're just over it, you're not going to want to like look into a bin and like not like pick up someone else's that you know you shouldn't be. And then Jordan was next to go. And then yes. And Mark, at a certain point, decided to take it a little bit easy and started just strolling away, going back and forth. And he just tossed the final ring on Wes's board when he finally walked back towards the area. And then Brad tossed the final ring on Derek's board. Nehemiah was next. At a certain point, it was just Brad and Mark back to back, very close in the game. And Brad knew he had a chance to really take the win. But Mark made it to Brad's board first and eliminated Brad from contention. And Mark is the winner of the guys he obviously. As they wanted and projected, which I I mean I'm not I wasn't rooting for Brad or Mark, but I would have I wouldn't mind Brad putting a little damper on the plan because at this point they're gonna keep continuing on doing this little planning and it's just gonna get on my nerves. So hopefully coming up they can kind of start dissipating and doing what they're supposed to do which is doing their own thing rather than 
being on one person's coattail. And then in the ladies' heat, Beth was kind of trying to intimidate Sylvia. That's what Sylvia was like, looked like, like that's what she got when they were first starting. And Sylvia was like, I'm not intimidated by Beth. I'm not intimidated by Yvonne. That's my mother. And people on social was like, Beth wasn't even looking at her like that. So why are you trying to bring out things into thin air? I mean, I guess she's trying to juice up some, I don't know, malice or something, you know, like just like Jordan, just making up something that never happened so you can get angry. But also Beth is older than her mom by like two years. So like, I guess bring your mom too next time, girl. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> her mom could get the, the work too. <laughs> yeah, mom can get it too. Like, what are you talking about? And so Beth's main goal was to try and get Kayla back for the sabotage. And the treehouse was really aiming to go after Beth, Killian, Naya, and Janae. Um, and then let them just play it out to see who of them wins. That strategy was much better, I feel like, than the guys. Because, like, it wasn't a pre-planned thing to say, oh, this person is going to win this. You're like, okay, we're just going to get out our opponents first and then we'll just let things play out how they would be if like whoever gets to their boards first and Naya's strategy was to kind of spread out her rings and she started off with Ronnie's board first and stars again tossed everywhere people were going for whoever they was finding and at some point Johnny tosses rings onto Beth's board. And Beth was like, I'm fine with Sylvia and Veronica tossing boards of mine. But she felt such a visceral thing when Johnny threw rings on hers. I'm like, ma'am. At this point, Johnny didn't really have an like a real issue with Beth. And I'm just like, ma'am, chill out, okay? I guess that's just Beth showing how much she does not like Johnny. And I mean, she is questioning her character essentially with the thing that was brought to light. So she's probably like, girl, I don't want to be around you. I don't mess with you. And the fact that you're doing something to me, it's like, oh, now I'm definitely going to try to get at you because the people in the house, they've had something against Beth since she came in last week. But she's like, now it's you. Oh, I'm coming for your head. And I mean, with all Beth's flaws, I can see why she would be upset about people coming after her but particularly Johnny because she probably just didn't like Johnny from the jump yeah because she was like that makes my blood boil I'm like girl that's like it I get you don't like her but come, come, come on man and then Sylvia ends up actually eliminating Beth and Beth ended up calling Johnny a cheater in so many ways then Ronnie was surprised to see that Naya and Johnny were grabbing her rings after that Kellyanne ended up being eliminated by Veronica Denaya was next. And then right after MJ like said it his hopes on hoping that John A would get the win, Ronnie tossed her final ring on John A's board. And then Ronnie also took out Kayla after that. And she was going in and I was loving it. I definitely Ronnie to win after Naya had went out in the second round of it. But honestly, I feel like if the treehouse, which consists of Kayla, Sylvia, and Veronica at this point, and a little bit of Ronnie, I wish that Johnny, Naya, and Ronnie would kind of bond together to do something else as well. Because I feel like it's just very lopsided in terms of how many people, especially the women, are in that alliance. And then it's like everyone else. So it's like, 
it's very lopsided to me. And I just feel like at some point, the numbers are going to be against those three women. And I kind of want them to play their game a little bit more. I know John A has more connections than Ronnie and Naya does at this point, but I think that they could probably try to work together to go with the other ones because, again, one of them wins, they kind of all win at this point. But because of the twist, it kind of makes it a little bit easier because they're not saying a specific person's name. But either or, like, people are still going to go down. But I kind of wish that they can work together as well. Yeah. And then after Ronnie took Kayla out, Veronica took Ronnie out. And then Sylvia took Veronica out. And Sylvia is the winner of the women's seat. And so now Mark and Sylvia are the authority and they will dish out the next sabotages at the next challenge and picks who will go into the arena. And TJ said that everyone will have to be dressed heading into the arena so they can pick whoever is going to be ready. And then the trios has a chat because like we mentioned with the new system that's going with the twist, a lot of them will be a target for whoever decides to go in. And if Beth possibly goes in she's gunning for Kayla or John A and so it's getting real I think a little bit more for the treehouse and Sylvia and Veronica said they didn't trust Beth and that she didn't really have much allies so we go off of to try and like have someone rally to help her out a little bit but Kayla said that she didn't want to go against Beth because Beth is what's going to she probably call her out because of the sabotage and she was like Beth might also call up Veronica because of their history. So a lot of them were going to be vulnerable within this week's authority if Sylvia decided to go with Beth as the pick to go into a nation. Yeah, and I think that's, again, the risk that they run at this point because nobody is really safe unless you win the challenge. So unless that they keep winning, they're going to keep getting threatened. And honestly, I'm here for her because I was tired of six people colliding and being safe quote on it was just it was it was too many too many people in the authority for me yeah so everyone goes to the night out that they always do and yes it was like nobody went to the dance floor by the way it was all game talk immediately first we saw mj telling mark that if he goes in to elimination then he's picking brad just because of all the sabotages that Brad kept saying were not personal. But at a certain point, they keep adding up. MJ's getting annoyed. And he's like, I just want to take Brad out at this point because I feel like it's become personal because I keep getting picked on. No, I mean, I, I understand what MJ's saying is because honestly, at this point, if Brad keeps picking him, like, is there nobody in the house? Like, you can't pick Jordan. You can't pick anyone else for you to sabotage. And I just feel like because MJ is injured he won last season people are trying to gun for him and I think MJ has to understand that that comes with winning is people are just going to keep coming for you no matter what you do and however close or cool you think you are with people people are just going to want your spot because you are at the top yeah and then Beth decides to have a sit down with Sylvia and Mark and Beth said that she wanted either Kayla or Janae and Sylvia asked her reasoning for why she wanted Janae. And she was like, she's a little manipulator. And she's cheating on her husband with MJ. And Sylvia and Mark's faces were just in shock. It's like, what happened? And then Janae hears Bev from across the way. And is like, I heard my name. So why do you want to go against me? Okay. Were their faces in shock? Because I feel like they edited it to a point where they just were completely just mute and didn't say anything. And I think that because 
the cast has known what's happening behind the scenes that they probably didn't want to be the ones to say anything. And I feel like this coming from Beth, it makes the rumor like a little invalid. But for people who have been following behind the scenes pages for a long time, this was stated before. And I can see it being true because John A has in the past come on the show with, with a boyfriend and then called her boyfriend. I remember she dumped him for Zach. Like Johnny has been in multiple situations where she is cheated. And I'm not saying that she is going to continue to be a cheater because she's married. However, she's done it before. I'm not going to be surprised if she's done it again. And so, I mean, I'm with Beth, honestly. And I hate to say that because Beth is a little shit stir, like I said last week. And she really likes to get her hands dirty and messy in, in people's business. However, if it's true, it's true. Like, and I feel like a lot of the cast just don't say it because it's out of respect, quote unquote, for their respective families. But if you are on national TV with a, a cast of 15 different people, producers are in the house, people are going to figure out what you're doing. Like there's no real hiding spaces for you to be doing whatever. So you can keep his head between your legs and braiding his hair, girl, but somebody's going to figure it out sooner or later what the fuck is going on. So I don't mind Beth calling it out. Now, Johnny being assertive and being like, well, why do you want me in? Like, Johnny, she clearly doesn't like you. And at that point, I think Beth really should have just stood on what she was saying and just told Johnny to her face, like, hey, girl, like, you're cheating on your husband. In my view, like, you're cheating on your husband. And this is why I don't like you because she just kept kind of skating around it. Like, well, I don't like you because whatever, like, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. And it's like, no, bring it up because you're bringing it up. So just say whatever that it is that you need to say. But I'm not mad at Beth saying it, to be honest, because it's been talked about for a very long time. It's just, it was never confirmed because every time that there were after parties or there were things that were outside of the MTV realm, John A and MJ were never together. Like John A's husband was always there photo together or things like that. So it's not like people are like, oh, they're hugged up at this event or hugged up at that. Like, no, John A's husband was there. I wonder why. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <Ryan> <laughs> allegedly. I just, I just, okay. This Beth, because this is one thing I don't like about Beth, is like she says things, but like she doesn't stand on it. Or when she's addressed by the person, like this is bringing me back to Inferno <laughs> too, when she was trying to say that Tanya was messing with Mark. And it's just like, girl, like it was addressed to you. You was like, oh, bring so-and-so in so like we can just like talk about it. I was like, girl, just say it. Like explain yourself and she didn't really explain herself like that to John A when John A came to address her. And it's like, if you said, you just said it, say it again. And then John A and MJ addressed the affair in their professionals. And they're like, we're not having an affair. Like, where is this coming from? Like, both of them are shocked about this coming out. Oh, okay, Megan. Now listen, <laughs> if you were cheating on your husband, are you going to go on national TV and be like, I don't know what she's talking about. Like, of course I'm not. Of course, you're going to fucking cop a plea and be like, nah, I'm not cheating on my husband. I'm not. Listen, do whatever it is that you need to do when you're away from your husband and your kids. That's your business. But I, I just feel like because Beth was the one that said it, it made it easier for everyone to be like, oh, Beth is just fucking crazy. She's just she's just saying whatever. 
But if it came from somebody who we can find to be a little bit more reliable and really has nothing to gain or lose, because at this point, Beth was grasping for straws because she was probably her and Kellyanna on the raft together on a boat out on the island because everyone is against them. But if it was somebody else, it may have been a little bit more like, hmm, I think this could be true. I don't think MJ or John A is going to go and be like, um, yeah, this is happening. Like, of course not. Yeah, no. The, yeah. That lady has kids. Like, she got a husband go on TV and freaking say, yeah, I'm cheating on you. By the way, honey, I bought him $500,000 last year, but we can split the check still. Like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to take them for their word. It's just, this is like the first time it's kind of been addressed. So it was like, people are going to, like, other people are going to take them for the word because people don't follow the pages, so they don't know. But it's just like, it's just like, if you're going to say it on wax, okay, well, you're going to probably deny it, or it's probably going to come out eventually. But I just, I, I, I knew of these rumors, but I just didn't know for sure. And because it came from Beth, I still don't know exactly. Because she was given reasons that were just like, all oh, of like friends do, like, in a game. Like, just because they did the last season together and they won, they became close. And she's been doing his hair. Like, that's not guys of an affair i'm not saying that is but that is a house where we don't know what's going on because they are together for a very long time we are only seeing in the edited portions of it so i'm not finding it hard to believe that they could carry on an affair and we not know about it because what is it going to do for production to bring that onto the show like production always has their cast favorites anyway so i'm pretty sure they're not going to try to paint John A in a bad light because John A's been on the show for the past two, three seasons now. She's won. She's been a comeback story the first season. So they're trying to prop John A up. It's not like John A's one of the people who maybe the production has some, something against. We've seen them bring back Jordan to try to rehabilitate his character to probably possibly bring him back on the main show. So I'm not finding it so far strong that this could be happening and them trying to subside it. Now, the only thing I'm saying is, and I, and I agree is that it's because it's coming from Beth. It's like, man, this lady just crazy. But sometimes you got to listen to the crazy people. Like they be knowing, like they be just saying shit, but they still be knowing. Like I, I'm, I'm just going to take Beth's word for it. Allegedly. Allegedly. But, please. But it's not out of far reach for me to see that happening because we've seen John A do some shit like that before and i'm gonna leave it at that okay but i didn't but also what i didn't really like but in that conversation with beth and john a beth mispronounced john a's name very condescendingly and i'm just like man don't just stop <laughs> again it's beth like beth is a shit star and that's what she does she knows exactly what she's doing that lady is however old she is she's 50 plus like she she is who she is at this point so she's gonna keep trying to poke and try to do whatever it is to get under somebody's skin again i mean i don't mind johnny correcting her on her name and standing up for herself and being assertive and being like so what's the problem but the problem is dot 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 i'm just saying <laughs> but johnny was like yo if you want to go with me that's fine i'll just take your stars happily so Beth can do all she wants to try and like rile people up, but at the end of the day, if you've seen her history, she tends to quit. And <laughs> that happened today. And 
and last week we saw as well. So she's not that great competitor. So she can do, try all she wants to try and rile people up. But at the end of the day, she can't show improve in performance. And that's all she can do. So at that point, I was like, okay, I, I want to see Johnny take Beth out. Like, let's just see that happen. But Mark ended up saying that MJ was kind of bluffing on his pick on picking Brad to go into elimination with him. And Brad was bad at this point that his status in the game would be in jeopardy because of that stupid plan that was had to get Mark to win. And it was really bothering Brad at this point. And he was just like, I need to have conversations and figure out where to go from here. I mean, Brad realized early on that the plan was dumb. Okay, the plan was dumb. And now it's falling back on him because MJ would, again, if MJ was picked, he would be the one picking Brad. And so I think now that it's realized, like, you can't just rely on people winning and try to plead your case. It doesn't matter at this point. Like, whoever is going in is going in. And so now it's just save yourself. That's it. And so Brad literally and figuratively woke up Wes out of his sleep to have a conversation about the plan and hoping that Wes would kind of do him a favor because he went on to say like why am I sticking my neck out like this because the plan didn't sit right with him and there's heat on him for the sabotages on MJ and now he might likely be going into nation because of this stupid plan and Wes was like I'll volunteer to go in for you. Like, they've been friends for how many years? And Wes was like, I value our friendship outside of the game. This game is whatever. I'll just, I'll follow the sword this time so that Brad would not go into a nation against MJ. Brad was like, if you do that, then I regret nothing that I've done in this game. And he can, like, be a little bit more comfortable back in the game, whatever. And then the authority had their deliberation. Mark said that the fact that Wes fought a sword for Brad made their decision easier on the guy side. So they're picking Wes to go into elimination. And Sylvia said that there have been some qualms with Beth and she wants to protect Kayla in the event Beth decides to want to pick Kayla to go against. But also mentioned that picking John A would be much better because the odds would be in her favor so that Kayla wouldn't go into elimination. And if John A goes in, She's going to pick Beth to send her home for causing that mess. So, yeah, that was the authority. They were done quick. I'm glad because the authority be dragging sometimes. But at the end of the day, Sylvia's plan would work in her favor because Johnny would pick Beth and uh, Wes being noble, I guess, in, the, in this sense, being able to pick who he wants and putting himself on the line for his friend Brad, which... Honestly, I, I don't I didn't expect it because it's Wes, but I think it's admirable that he decided to do that for Brad. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. But, you know, given their history and like their real friendship, it was good to see him actually do that because, you know, him as a different type of person. But seeing him like actually go on a sword fair, Brad was really nice. And so in the arena, John A picks Beth to go against and Wes decides to pick the worst judge of character and yes i'm not buying it because <laughs> <laughs> like this is a culmination of this west and yes rivalry that has fun since the first episode of the season so this is like a main event you know last week was a big thing because it was darrell and jordan 
But this storyline wise between Yes and Wes was a sight to see. And TJ asked Yes when he came down to the arena how he feels. And Yes was like, I'm just here to nurture this flame of fairness and integrity the best that I can. And the camera like zoomed in on TJ and he was like, so how do you really feel? And everyone started laughing because like, we know Yes is a man of the people and he is a light of positivity. But he was like, oh, I'm here to kick some ass. Let's go. So that was a little funny moment with Yes and TJ. Like, yo, like at the end of the day, it's the game. Yeah, and TJ knows how to have fun with these these guys. And I think that a lot of them know how to dish it back to TJ and not be, it can, it can all be in fun gestures. And so the name of the game is called Knock Off, where the players will be on opposite sides of a wall that's hanging 30 feet in the air, and they have to knock their opponents off of it using these giant pegs. And the first person to knock their opponent off the ledge wins this elimination, and they will stay in the game and take folk stars, okay? So Beth and Janae are first. Janae was like, I'm ready to knock this bitch off the platform. Okay, she had all that energy and like that crowd up attitude and she was ready to just send Beth back home. And Beth said that the other ladies better hope that she doesn't come back in the game because she would do more mess as well. And throughout this, like they were doing their own thing with the pegs. And then MJ was giving Johnny a lot of direction which didn't sit right with Beth and she was like oh Johnny's little boyfriend MJ is telling her where to push and it's not fair and Beth is right I mean we've already complained about this on the main show where people are blatantly cheating and telling and screaming on answers for people why should he even be allowed to be screaming like that I, I don't understand that I feel like that's something that they should be able to be blindfolded and going into just by themselves to complete everything alone. Because I don't think it's right that somebody can have a vantage point to see where somebody may have a, a mismatch on and they're able to scream and try to use that advantage. Like if that person has nobody, then what the hell? They're going to just be the shit. I, I, I agree with Beth. I understand why she was frustrated and it's been happening this whole time it's not like this is anything new but because beth is all by herself it's like all right damn like i'm really just out here on an island yeah like i normally i wouldn't like this however everyone had a kind of a view i don't know if i i, I feel like the way that i saw it is like there was room for people to walk over to see what beth was doing but no one did that because like they were kind of adjacent to the wall they weren't like all like just looking on john a's side it was in the middle so like there was like ample room for people to walk on that ledge that they were on to see what beth was doing and no one was on beth's side so again why should they be screaming for john a and beth have nobody I, I, it doesn't make any sense like they're going into it neutrally like if it's john a versus beth then it should be John A versus Beth. It shouldn't be John A and MJ and whoever else and whoever else screaming. And then Beth just has herself. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like there was room for people to go. Like, But then again, no one wanted to see Beth coming in the house again. So everyone really was just like just leaning towards helping out in John A. But John A was also just doing things on her own. So she didn't really need to listen to anyone's help in this. Cause like, it's just filling out where things were. And that was it. But at a certain point, Beth just decided to quit. And by default, <laughs> Johnny got the win in her stars. 
yeah and I I just that part of it Beth I don't know why you even came back like I get the frustration I don't know how long they were up there for but I would understand like if you're not able to win because somebody else is telling somebody else what to do on that side I get the frustration of it but you're just gonna she's gonna have to beat you fair and square like at that point Beth should have just been like listen you're gonna have to just pull me off of this thing you're gonna have to beat me like I don't care who's screaming that's when you have to fight the adversity because it's going to continue to happen and this is not just the John A versus Beth thing but it's consistently happened within eliminations where people are screaming for one another so I get that the other person on the other side whoever may have no one screaming for them or maybe one person and they can't hear it because it's so loud down there at that point you're just gonna have to fight through and mentally just prop yourself in a position to like just stop the noise from going through and focus because it's going to continue to happen. And again, Beth came back. She quit the first daily. Now she quit the elimination. I just don't understand that thought process and coming back. Like at, at some point, just don't come back. Don't come back to be an alternate. Don't come back to not do anything because you're afraid of highest, whatever the situation may be. Cause it's just, it's just filling up a spot for somebody else that could have been there. Yeah, because, like, you can be mad about uh, everyone else, but at the end of the day, you quit. And, like, I'm just like, man, why would, why did you come back? And you're like, oh, someone, she took someone to spot. Someone else could have been here because they would have been ready to compete and would have, like, dug it out in an animation like that. So, Bev, sorry, not sorry, don't come back. Because at the end of the day, like, you give something, but then it's wasted when you don't perform well and you come to all-stars to perform well and you just don't do that and like just say next time if you are an alternate just tell them hey i i don't i can't come anymore okay just send me home because she was an alternate on this season and then this went with other people so they she was like not too far away to have to come into this game so yeah that goodbye beth and the guy's heat with yes and west this took the longest of the two of nations and start off like west was just pushing the pegs onto yes's side but yes was really delivering those blows back to west and i liked the back and forth and this was much better heat played in the submission yeah the competition obviously was elevated because these two have been going back and forth all season and preseason of the show and so it was just a battle that came down to I guess whoever just could win first honestly like that's just what it was but also Wes had Nehemiah and Brad screaming and other folks screaming up there but yes continued to push through it because he was just like yeah I'm not going to give up and I do understand because Veronica mentioned that these guys are threatened by Wes which I believe is true he's such a good person that it's like it seems like there's no flaw but everyone does have a flaw we just don't know his but I think yes has presented himself to be just a consummate gentleman like just very kind very nice even after you know what happened in the elimination he was just very admirable and understanding and just he took it as he should he took it in stride which I can respect somebody you know has that character because it's not often you see people like that he's genuine with it like sometimes people can say it but they don't really mean it I think that he's just genuine in everything that he does and says and I can really respect yes and Wes did what he needed to do at the end of the day he just outstanding and lasted against him and he wasn't you know boasting or anything like that because he understood the competition that he had against him like 
Yes could have easily won as well, as much as Wes did. So I think the both of them just have a mutual respect for each other. And hopefully that whole Twitter thread issue, whatever, they can kind of come to an agreement to behind the scenes. Because I think that in some ways they do respect each other. But of course, Wes is going to put on because it's a show and wants to bring in viewers. But I think that between the both of them, you can see the respect that they had after the elimination happened. Yeah, because this elimination took almost an hour to complete. After Rel, Yes was tired and sweaty, and Wes was able to get a last body blow with a peg on Yes and got the win for this elimination. And Wes's elimination record kind of still remained intact. I forgot the numbers of his record, but it's not that bad. So congrats, Wes, for getting another elimination win under his belt. And with that, we are officially halfway to the final. And how this is going to play out is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I think that I, I just I'm not really feeling the cast at this point. That one per- another person that I was rooting for has one home and yes. And the only person that really stands is Ronnie. So yeah, hopefully Ronnie can succeed in some kind of way because it's not a lot of people for me to root for. Yeah, I would root for Mark just to see another like actual like OG win. But we'll see. Like, I think he's one of the one people that like, I really like and want to be rooting for throughout this rest of the season. And with that, that is the end of the recap of the episode. We're going to get into the music segment called Twin It Up, where we find a song from our soundtrack of the episode or a song that is fitting for a situation. And this week, I have two songs, which one brought me back to elementary school and cranked that by Soulja Boy. Once I heard that, you, I was like, things are about to get real. And I was excited to see like how like that fit into the storyline. I also did like the Show Me Love song as well by Robin S. And that that kind of got me excited. I liked that song and I never knew exactly who actually sang it. So I was excited to know who actually sang it. And that also reminded me of Love Island because it was in that like some revein. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> the fact that you said Soldier Boy came out and you were elementary school I feel like I'm Beth's age because what like okay we're not that much (laughs) we're not that's what I'm saying like I was dead already in high school so I'm like how were you in elementary school like wait no wasn't elementary it was middle school I was in in it was 07 I was like six I was in sixth grade when that came out okay I was in high school in 07 I'm like elementary school like that's crazy to me but uh, yeah, shout out to Soldier Boy, the first and last to do everything. And Robin S., who is one of the pioneers in terms of Black house music that, that's been popularized, she definitely has had a voice that, I mean, that song is everywhere. It's just like a lot of people don't see her face, but I definitely, definitely know who Robin is. And so I'm glad that her voice was being able to present it on the show. Uh, we didn't have that many, many song choices this week. I didn't really hear a lot of different it, it was kind of weak this 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 episode I'm not gonna lie like the song choices weren't really there but you know what I might had that Gladys Knight and the Piff song neither one of us mm. when I was just like 
hearing the MJ and John A situation and then MJ, well, you know, you know, John A's going to have my back if she gets in the authority or whatever it is. And then when John A had won and she came back up onto the platform with the rest of the cast and she hugged MJ, I want the listeners to go back and look at Naya and Nehemiah's face when she hugged MJ because their face also confirmed Beth's tea. I'm sorry, but their face <laughs> gave it away. Like they look like, mm, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna go with neither one of us by Gladys Knight and the Pips. That's my song for this week. And yeah, this week's soundtrack was not that great. But if you want to listen to any of the songs that we have culminated in terms of these last three seasons, you can listen to it on the Spotify playlist that will be linked below. You can check us out on Twitter at Dual Lions Pod. You can check us out on YouTube, also at Dual Lions Pod. You can check out our personal pages at Mix and Hines. In that eighth underscore S5. And we will be back next week to continue to talk about the challenge All-Star Season 3 on Paramount+. Plus. We are almost done with the season so far, which is insane. But if you have not checked it out, please check out the trailer that the CBS challenge will be coming out this summer. You can check it out on the CBS page or however you're going to watch it on YouTube, wherever it is. It's out there if you just Google it. So, yeah, we'll be back to talk more about All-Stars and we'll continue on with this challenge, challenge chatter. Yes. Also, happy Black Music Month, you know, because... Black what? Black Music Month. I, I didn't know that existed. Yeah, it does. So, like, the culmination oh. of a lot of the music we had this week, I was like, what mm-hmm. a fitting way to bring in Black Music Month with a range of songs. Like, I didn't know Robin was a Black woman, so this was a good little Black Music History Month, you know, moment. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to put that out there. Yes. Absolutely. Happy Black Music Month. Juneteenth is coming soon. Happy Juneteenth. You know, we got two months, Negroes. Got two months out there now. We got February. So we're going to hold on to these two months, okay? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, though, for listening to this. And we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Your love, your love.